I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a sudden harmful habit. Stop it now. I mean it. Hello and welcome. We are breaking up with our BS. This is episode number 103, and I am JDK Winnikin. And I am Tani Santabria. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today as we get curious about and dissect yet another BS story that keeps us stuck and limited. Today's story goes something like this. I'm right and you're wrong. But before we get there, I want to invite you all to subscribe to the podcast. If there's anything that resonates with you or if you found a topic and what we've talked about useful for you, please subscribe. We're going to be sending out extra content to our subscribers here pretty soon, and we'll be doing that pretty consistently so you will not want to miss out. We're all looking for a little bit more compassion, probably, and some appreciation and connection in our lives. That's why JD and I do this podcast. We're looking for that also. And when we get out from underneath those BS stories, we have a little bit more um, access to that in our lives. So with that, JD, how are you doing? You know what? I'm doing well. Today is my 50th birthday. and. Happy I am. Birthday. Thank you. And I am enjoying it thoroughly. It's been a really good day and a great day of quiet reflection, connection with people. Um, I couldn't have asked, honestly, for a better day. So I'm I'm feeling great. How about you? Well, it's not my birthday. So um, <laughs> that has 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 already passed me by um, for this year. Um, but other than that, it, it was pretty nice. I got to actually just like lay frozen out on the deck. Well, I wasn't frozen because the sun was really nice today right. with my little grandbaby. He just wanted to look up at the sky, look at the clouds. We just laid down, laughed at each other for about an hour. It was amazing. That sounds fabulous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So great. So anyways, yeah. What, what do you think about our topic? Oh, I, I, I like it a lot. <laughs> like it. Well, well, I like it as a topic. <laughs> so, when it's actually going on, it's not so fun. Uh, and I can relate. I've, mm -hmm. I've been on both ends of that multiple times. I'm sure probably a lot of us have, but I like it. Yeah. Where you, yeah. let's, mm -hmm. let's dive mm -hmm. into it. Yeah, it feels like there, there tends to be a right person and a wrong person in, in, very, in a lot of cases. Huh? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it can be easy to default into that. depends on who that. you talk to. Right, yeah. <laughs> and can be easy yeah. to default into that, right? Like thinking that's how it's got to be all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I was, I was thinking a lot about how that gets in the way when we're looking for right and wrong, how that just gets in the way of curiosity and understanding oftentimes um, that being one part of it I was thinking about. And then the other part is just like, there's, when we're talking about our emotional states or who, who hurt somebody first, Right. It's like, well, I only did that because you hurt my feelings. So then I did this thing because you hurt my feelings. So, right. So who's right. And so we're hurting each other's feelings back and forth or not even accepting any responsibility or accountability or even trying to understand, right. Mm -hmm. what, what, where those feelings, what, what's really surrounding the feelings. So I just thought, oh, there's probably lots in this. I'm right. You're wrong situation <laughs> that we can talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of directions. <laughs> plenty of directions. So, 
Yeah, yeah, it dovetails over into other stuff too, I'm sure. But um, yeah, I'm I'm chuckling because uh, <laughs> I can relate to this a lot. Uh, and it's funny, even with how often we talk about these things, this is a this is a story that can jump up and and grab me pretty quick, and I can find myself in those in in that dynamic with somebody pretty quickly, whether you know without expecting it. Um, and it can take some time for me to, you know, upon reflection, upon catching it to go, okay, where did that come from? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it feels, sometimes it, it feels really important to be right. Yeah. I, there's something about that. Um, I think, and, and then is it really that important? I mean, I will say if I'm trying to catch a plane, I definitely want to hear from the right person what time it it's leaving. Right. Then, then, then the person who has it wrong. So there are some cases right. where I think, oh yeah, um, the right information is pretty important in in some cases. So um, let's let's acknowledge that piece for sure, right? So sure. I mean, I suppose on on factual questions like that, you know, on on time mm-hmm. and um, you know. It, sure, sure, but I think mm-hmm. um, I don't know if if I was in a situation where I was with somebody and we were having a huge battle over what time the plane actually took off, I'd be wondering about a lot of other things besides that. What's going on in my relationship? You know, because then that's that's just a symptom of, of something much bigger than that. If that's what we're arguing over, but I think I think mm-hmm. what I'm what I'm thinking about is are those things where perhaps with the right or wrong story, it's, it's two different perspectives on something, something that's happened or like you said, some sort of interpret, uh, uh, some conflicting interpretations of something that's happened or something that's going on, I guess almost two different stories, if you will, or even two different per two different understandings of the truth of something, you know? Um, yeah. That's what I'm thinking about. Is that, is that sort of what mm-hmm. you mean? here? Well, yeah, I'm thinking, you know, what comes up for me when you're, when we're talking about this and you're saying that I, I might've already shared this on one of the episodes. I can't remember, but I had an experience not even too long ago, um, where I was sort of, you know, lamenting to somebody that, um, I wish that honey, babe, my husband, um, would do the dishes earlier than he tended to, you know, like, so that, so that it's clean, you know, during the day, like if it's a Saturday and we've had breakfast, like he could go all day and then just do it all with, with dinner, which is, mm. which is fine. It's okay. I mean, it's, but it wasn't okay. Like I, I wanted them done earlier. So then it was nice to have them clean during the day. Right. So I'm lamenting to somebody and they just looked at me and said, you know, your idea doesn't have to be the right one. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that land? It was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, where did I get that my, you know, my idea of having the kitchen clean mm-hmm. the whole day is the right idea compared to just, you know, whatever, and then doing the dishes in the evening, mm-hmm. right? Like, wh- what's right, what's wrong, right? So, um. Yeah, that kind of stopped me for a second, and I thought, okay, well, right, my idea doesn't have to be the right one, and and if 
if I didn't try to force it to be the right one and it be a big situation between the two of us, then maybe it's just a different idea. Mm-hmm. Like we just have two different ideas instead of one being a right one and one being a wrong one that leads to conflict or that ruminating. Oh, the ruminating. That we do in our heads. Yeah, the ruminating, which can then, if it ruminates too long, can blow up in some other way, some other place, you know, around some other subject. Yeah, because what I was thinking about when you were mentioning that is that in the end, you would both have in common that you both understand that it's good to get the dishes done. You know, Mm -hmm. it's good to get them done. And hubby Dave already agrees with that. (laughs) He just gets it done at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, how quickly that could be a wedge too, if it's about how you think it should be done is the right way. You know, I, I keep thinking of, um, I used to have this in a, in a, in a past partnership that I was a part of where, um, it was about the towels. It was like the, the mm. towels not being folded the right way, you know? And I, I didn't have the language skills or the, the perspective or the awareness that I do now. This was quite some time ago. But I, in retrospect, I think what I was always trying to get across in, in the middle of that conflict was on some deeper level, well, I'm folding them. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to fold them the right way. I'm helping out. <laughs> you know, you want it. And it was, you know, even with laundry, I, I've never had any trouble doing laundry, ever. You know, you'd think I'd be like a woman's dream, right? <laughs> you know, just like, oh, he's willing to do laundry. <laughs> and he'll switch it. And he won't turn all the whites pink. You know, I, I learned how to do that. Didn't mind doing it. Um, mm-hmm. But man, have I had my folding skills called out <laughs> before because it's not the right way. And it's led to conflict, right? It's either been the source of conflict or it's been a point where something went sideways, you know, mm-hmm. and it became about something much bigger than that. That's what I keep thinking of too is like, what is it about these I'm right, you're not that either by themselves can just ignite or are they replacements or are they kind of paper overs of something larger underneath that we end up fighting about that when really that's not the issue. I know mm-hmm. I might be complicating things a little bit in the conversation, but that's what's come to me, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. And I think too, when the brain starts thinking, I'm right, you're wrong. It looks for more things oh, to prove that. Yeah. Right. So then you're finding even more things that you're right about. <laughs> And the other person's wrong about because that because then that's evidence that chances are you're probably right again because I was right about these things. Right? How come I keep being right? <laughs> well, but you know, I I keep thinking I'm having kind of an emotional reaction on some level to that because the there's a real issue that if it's I remember thinking, man, if I'm if I'm wrong about all these little things, and it's causing this much trouble. What about when I'm really wrong or when the other person is wrong about something big or like when the stakes are about something that really does matter? You know, if I'm, if I'm being pointed out as being wrong on these little things, so in such a way that conflict is happening, holy moly, do I really want to engage on something that I might be quote unquote wrong on that's really a big deal. Uh, and that, you know, I've had experiences of having either that shut me down on those things or I'm shutting down over those things or exploding. You know, just getting so sick. I'm tired of being wrong all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I've been in I've been in those conversations. I've been in those arguments on both sides. And man, it's icky. It is just icky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's quite um, disconnecting mm. and divisive, right? I'm right, you're wrong means you're over here, I'm over here, and and then there's okay, how do you get out from underneath right and wrong? If we've got that way of looking at the world, that's 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 why this story isn't so good for us, yeah. be because it'll reinforce the right and wrong, and it will reinforce the disconnection or the division, and. And then it creates a pattern or a, a dance in the relationship. If we're talking about sort of a partnered relationship, it it continues this this dance, and then and then that's what we're seeing mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Whether the the I'm right person is seeing all the rightness of their of the way they're seeing things, right? And it's not necessarily reality. Mm-hmm. And and then the wrong person is is hearing, okay, I'm wrong all the time in this relationship. Yeah. Um, and, and that being, you know, part of the dance too, which ends up being quite problematic also. So that, that's the problem with the story is if, is if that's what we're looking for and that's what we're talking about, it's going to be really difficult to find connection with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I keep thinking of the towel example, how great it would have been here. Like, you know, I really appreciate that you're folding the laundry, folding the towels. Appreciate that. And to have it like, oh, okay, it's not the way I would fold the t-shirts, but he's folding the t-shirts. That would have meant so much because it wouldn't have been about the t-shirts. It would have been Mm -hmm. feeling, seeing that the effort was appreciated, seeing that I was contributing to something, seeing that I was acknowledging that this was something that was important, you know, even as just a household thing, I, it got me wondering, like with the dishes example, did you share that with hubby Dave? Did you guys talk about it? I I did let him know that maybe my idea was not right. I think he, he wanted to jump up and down, but he had just had his hip surgery. Oh, no. he I think he felt, re- I think he was very excited to hear this news. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness yeah. well yeah. well but i mean what was that i'm sure he was excited but i mean what was that it must have been great for you guys i mean just again kind of transposing between my towel story and your dishes story i would feel really mm-hmm. great if i was him mm-hmm. yeah well th- that that's the part right how do you still and we and we do this to our kids often also mm, yeah you know the parent is the right one and the kids are the wrong ones oh, yeah. and be just cause they haven't had experience. Right. So how could they know? Um, and not to say that, you know, we, we, as parents want to mentor and guide and protect in all of those things with our kids for sure, because we have had a little bit more experience, but um, when there's this sense of, of, of continued conversation about a right and a wrong, it, it can really set us up for a lot of behaviors and ways of processing that can be problematic for both people. Yeah. Yeah. Undoubtedly, because with, with kids, what can end up happening, it seems to me is they start to second guess themselves or as they're doing something rather than doing it out of curiosity or wanting to learn or even something sincere, like wanting to help, they might start worrying too much about whether they're doing it right or not, you know, and that's where the BS stories about perfectionism and not good enough and, having to perform and having to give a, a veneer of, of I've got this 
can become really powerful and really detrimental because that's not good for anybody to be in that position, adults or otherwise, but particularly for kids. It's so harmful because mm-hmm. they haven't had the chance to develop the awareness, right? They're just not fully developed yet. They haven't had the chance to, to develop that awareness. And so, yeah, man, mm-hmm. man, yeah. Yeah. So I, I sometimes imagine like, what is it, what would it be like if right and wrong wasn't a thing? Yeah. You know, just it, it, the conversation was, was much more about, wow, you do that very differently than I do it. And, and I do it very differently than you do it. Yeah. If we want to do it as a couple, or if we want to do it as a team, how do we want to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Because that would be so much better. You know, I, I, I remember the first time I think this awareness point came to me, I was in a, a very heated, I'll call it what it was. It was an argument with a really close friend of mine. And we were going back and forth and there was a lot underneath that we both eventually saw and cleared out. But in the moment she said to me in just utter frustration, she just said, why is it that what I'm saying is true here for me can't sit alongside what you are saying is true and just have it be there? Why can't they just both sit there? And I remember having a similar reaction, like you said in your story, where your friend said that to you about the dishes, where I sat back and went, I didn't have an answer, (laughs) but I really wanted to find one that that would show that I was right. And I actually, I think I said after a minute, you know what? I can't, I, I don't know why. And yet I understand your point. And that was sort of the beginning of the reconnecting of the work of the rebuild around that argument. And that really stuck with me, that idea. I would, I would love that. It would seem to me to be such a fundamental thing to have in any kind of relationship, to be able to have that understanding and to intentionally set that. It would, man, it would make things so much easier. And it does, as you and I have both mm-hmm. experienced and practiced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another um, memory popped up for me when you were sharing that one. When my daughter, she had her driver's license. So I wasn't teaching her to drive. She already had her driver's license. She was driving around somewhere. And I was still in that worry, anxiety. I hadn't driven with her a lot. Right. So I think some of these, some of this comes from worry and anxiety. And so, you know, I'm, I'm pointing out like, Oh, watch out for that. Oh, there's the guy walking. Oh, you know, these kinds of things. They love that. And I'll never, I'll never forget. Oh, I know it's so helpful, mom. Thanks so much. No. Um, (laughs) So glad you're in the car with me. Um, No, she turned, she looked at me and she said, mom, you are not the only ones. You are not the only one who has eyes here. Oh, I thought that is so true. It was like, yeah. I, I got to remember that one. She can see too. <laughs> it, as as sort of like, whoa. Um, mm. It it made it made sense, and it and it, it it almost like really eased my anxiety and stress about it. It was sort of like that reinforcement of like, I am seeing everything you are seeing. I because I can see. Mm-hmm. I'm handling it. Yeah. It is okay. Yeah. So yeah, um, that, that was really helpful too, to, you know, and I think, I think then there was trust that started to build 
really quickly with that too. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's a, it it was a reminder that your daughter mm -hmm. was capable, Mm -hmm. right? And it got, and it seems to me based on the outside looking in that it got you out of the mode of being, you were worried about you and her. And it just reminded you in one moment of her capability and her, and probably I would think on some level that you're her mom, right? Give her a shot. <laughs> you know, give me a shot, mom. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you, know? So, you know, that that's true. Because I think in the end, I mean, because then we see the other person, right? And then they feel seen. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And by seen, I mean, I guess we can plug in the word respected and um, appreciated and trusted in that moment, even with something mm -hmm. like just learning how to drive in a parking lot or whatever it might be. Um, because man, as I keep reflecting back on what we're talking about, that how many times, I mean, in the relationships we're in, so many of our moments are these in and out daily interactions around the ditches, learning to drive, around folding the towels, around running the errands, or if you're a parent, who's picking the kid up from practice and who's taking them where and who's settling the money matters and, you know, when's, you know, do we have enough for this? Do we have enough for that? This dominates so much of our interactions that it would seem like even though we treat them as these small things, that having intentionality around these small things might have a really big impact. Um, yes, we overlook the small things and think that we have to be ready for the big thing. Yeah. And the small, you know, again, the small things often is, uh, is really what matters. I remember when um, my kids were really little and I don't remember where I learned this. Somebody told me or I read it. I don't, I don't know, but, um, I was the one taking care of them primarily. And, um, and my husband was working most of the time. Dave was working most of the time. So I was the primary caretaker, right. And caregiver. And so I knew all of the things yeah. I know how to do this. I know how to do this. I knew how to do this. And if I kept knowing and doing all of the things, he would never get any practice. And then he would always be wrong because he was doing it wrong. And I was doing it right because I was doing it all the time and he wasn't. And so when he would do it, it was wrong. Right. Like, so, um, I learned early on to let him have a lot of practice and, and, and let him do it in a way that he'll figure out what works, but we do this to each other. Like this is okay. This is my job. So I will do this job mm -hmm. because I know this job and don't try to do the job because you'll do it wrong. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it brings us back around to what you were saying, like, what would it be like if things like this weren't right and wrong? You know, and I, I think sometimes that's what people mean when you hear that or see that meme on social media that says, would you rather be right or would you rather be content? You know, I think that's that's the root of it. I mean, is it that important to be right or is it more important to be connected is what I would say instead in a situation, is it more important to be right or is it more important to be connected? Because honestly, I know from my vantage point, when you're connected, you don't really care about, you know, you see what's what's worth being right about, quote unquote, and what's not. And it's probably about something like, when's the flight? <laughs> Rather than, you know. That's important. That is important. Yeah, that's important. I don't know. That's what just comes to mind for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, when those things pop up like that, I think I always think back, like, what did I learn when I was a kid? Yeah. What was I being sort of um, taught, whether it was in school or in community and, and at home? You know, what were we learning collectively? And 
at least, you know, our generation, we're about similar, you know, over, we're in the over 50 club. Um, we were learning a lot about being right. Mm-hmm. It was really important to be right. Yeah. Um, at school, it was really important. Like it was really important to, you know, have the right job, make the right decisions, to, right, you know, get the right grades, all of those kinds of things. Uh, much more than be con- be connected. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's different vocabulary, you know, than I don't remember ever hearing that mm-hmm. term or even having an understanding of what that would even mean um, until well mm-hmm. into adulthood. That's for sure. You know, mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think that's, I think, yeah. you know, we have that in common, certainly. That's, that's what I, those are the messages that I received, you know, growing up as well. And, and then I went into a field for a long time, academia, where it's all about being right and wrong. You, you make an argument and, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you understand that you're going to keep arguing, right? And you're, that's the idea is you're supposed to get further in that process by arguing with one another, but it is still over to the idea of who's right and who's wrong, you know? So mm-hmm. I kind of reinforced all of that. And so it, for me, it left a lot to untangle you know, when I moved out of that. Mm-hmm. So. Oh mm-hmm. man, it's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, holy cow, just something over like the dishes, you know, or towels or whatever. It's so much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now in our house, you know, Gita, our yellow lab, she definitely thinks I'm right most of the time. That's kind of nice. Um, so that is nice. That is nice. We just kind of defer to the dog. Just like, what do you think, Ida? And I always win that one, which is really kind of cool. So I'll hang on to that. Um, but <laughs> well, she—if you were to ask her if she could—if she could articulate, she might say you're not always right in terms of when you choose to give her a treat or not. You know, because she might think it's right for yeah. you to give her a treat every single time she looks at you. Probably, probably. But I do give her more treats than. Dave does, right? So yeah. Anyways, anyways, we'll have to have her on the show someday, but not today. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> she would be really interesting to talk to. It's a good dog. Um, she would, yeah. all right. Well, look at that. We are, that was a great conversation. Thanks. I mean, that interesting thing to revisit and such a, such a core BS story, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. All right. It well, is. well, thanks yeah. for that, Tawny. And thank you for listening to this episode of Breaking Up with RBS. Remember, if you missed any of this episode or any other episodes of Breaking Up with RBS, you can get this as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you so much for subscribing, for leaving us a review, and for sharing it with your friends and family who might resonate with some of the things that we're talking about. Uh, Really look forward to seeing you next week. And next week, we will be tackling another BS story. And this is it. If I don't do it, no one will. Gosh, that's a good one. It is a good one. So we'll, we will see you all next week when we tackle that story. Uh, and until then, I am JDK Winnikin. And I am Tawny Santabria. All right. Thanks for joining us. See you later. I'm in my groove. Here we go. Break a friend.